Good evening, family. Good evening to all who are watching. It'll be great to see the comments tonight. Let me greet you all. I know there's many of us in the room tonight, but I want to know who's on and watching online. Awesome. I can see the comments coming in now. Perfect. I see you all. From Pastor Faye to Pastor Kwabana to Pastor Priscilla to Pastor Misha. I see you all. From Budapest, I see you, Ruth. Amazing. Good evening, good evening. Pastor Amanda. I see Pastor Daniela. Good evening. Good evening, Pastor Jennifer, Pastor Yatunde, Pastor Antonia, Pastor Daniel. I think I called him doctor this afternoon. Pastor Daniel, Dr. Ehedua, or Dr. Pastor Daniel Ehedua. <laughs> I think he's a creative doctor, so he has to be called out. Pastor Jade, I saw the initiative that Pastor Jade and Pastor Oyen are putting together for this Sunday for some mothers. I'm excited. Tete, good evening. Pastor Nikki, this is Tahira. Is that right? Tahira. Okay, amazing. Beautiful. Good evening to you all. Good evening to all the leaders of the family as well. Um, to the senior leadership of the church, that would be Pastor Sam, and of course, Pastor Onyi, and Pastor Dami, and of course, Pastor Lucy, my mother and leader. And then, of course, our global pastor, Pastor Toby Adebuega. Good evening to you all. I'm just hopeful that they're watching. But I send my greetings to everybody tonight. What an awesome time it's been with the nation family, with the movement of the churches, with the flow of the churches. It's such a beautiful time and a beautiful atmosphere to be in to see how the nation is so evolving um, as a response and call to the word. And Pastor Genevieve was speaking about responsibility tonight, which is pivotal for anyone in the area of leadership. And so you can see how the nation have taken up their responsibility to continue to build nations. And so I was considering this season that we're in and, you know, the Lord told me that this isn't a season that you're in right now. It's actually a lifestyle. Yeah, it's permanent. It's a permanent state. And I'll explain what that permanent state is. And because it's important that we speak about this so that we don't get weary and we don't begin to drift away. And permit me to speak freely tonight. Some of you may be new and you're tuned in for the first time. I just want to speak what's on my heart from the word that I've heard. So this is not anything new. I'm just reiterating the words that we've heard. But like I said, actually, what's been going on around us with the nation and what we've been seeing and what we've been called to is not just a season. It is a lifestyle. And what does this lifestyle contribute or what are the attributions towards this lifestyle it goes beyond us saying things like soul winning 
what we're doing actually is finding nation builders. So PT gave, dropped down an acronym for us when he talked about souls, when he said, searching out unidentified leaders. Why do we need these leaders? Because we're in the state of building. And if we're in a state of building, then we're looking for the people who will build. We're looking for the people that will perpetuate the government that God is trying to establish here on earth. And if he's going to do that successfully, then he needs his people. That is lifestyle number one. Lifestyle number two will be the mobilization of capital that allows us to nation build. We can never stop speaking about these things. If the government, as we see it today, publicly speak about how much funding and how much money they spend on rallies and all manner of things, then why can the church not begin to speak about the kind of resources we need to build the nation that God deems fit to be on earth? I think we've got to be bold about these things. Tonight, I want to speak to leaders. Tonight, I want to speak to people who have made the decision or taken up the responsibility of nation taking. And Pastor Genevieve said it's so right today that we shouldn't use words like nation building so loosely, so freely. There is a weight to these things. There is a carriage, there is a standard. If we really truly want to interface with nations, then we've got to be mature enough, ripe enough, and ready enough to engage with nation conversations or in nation conversations. And so I want to speak to you tonight from where the man of God began to speak to us from yesterday. This area of love. I see you from Ghana. This area of love, but I want to speak about what comes as a byproduct or result of love. But before we even get there, you've got to understand if we're going to do this work successfully, it's going to take love. But if we're going to get this love, we've got to understand we need something first. And that one thing is called spiritual power. Your capacity as humans is not enough for you to have a love that endures, unfortunately. Our carnality does not have the capacity to love and endure love to its end. Our carnality has conditions towards love. And conditions are fine, but if we start saying, I only love you if, then we will not be able to carry the stains that will come as a result of us loving people. We will not be able to carry the burdens that will end up turning into wonders if we do not understand the love that God has and is given to us that we are expected to invisit or, sorry, to put back onto people, we will not be able to do it. So we need spiritual power. We need spiritual capacity. We even need spiritual capital because in our own state, in how we are as humans, we cannot do it. We just don't have the capacity. That's why we fall in and out of love. I'm sorry, when you're in love, you cannot fall out. You cannot. If anything, what happens is love gets deeper. It gets deeper because you have an understanding of what love is. God is love. So how do you fall out of love with him? Let me not rush this tonight because I want to go somewhere with you. 
the first key to this spiritual power will be love. Otherwise, like I said, we cannot continue this work. We will drift. We will get tired. We will get weary. Once we've established the formation of love and have it rooted and anchored in our lives, then the byproducts of love will begin to naturally gravitate themselves towards us. I want to start with this scripture tonight because I'm beginning to have an understanding of what happens when love is put on us or when love is expressed through us and in us and for us. Maybe we should start with where Pastor Sam left us off yesterday because that prayer is a prayer that I don't think we should take lightly. Eventually we will get into a time of prayer because I understand that this time, and permit me to say time within the lifestyle, is very sensitive. So God needs us tuned up. He needs us fully equipped. So if we can go to Ephesians chapter 3 very quickly. This wasn't part of my plan tonight. But I think it's important that we do that. So that the soldiers and so that the lieutenants are equipped in their inner man. Because actually God wants us to be inside people. If we are first inside people, we'll be able to express perfectly on the outside. It is the unseen parts of our lives that God wants to deal with. It is the unseen areas of our lives that God begins to fortify and grow. So let's read this Ephesians 3 from verse 14. Ephesians 3, 14, yes. NIV. Yes, please. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, yeah. from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. That is the first prayer I'm praying for you all tonight, is that he may strengthen you with power. What is this power? It is the spiritual power. I'm praying that he strengthens you with this spiritual power. I, I thank you so much because it then goes through his spirit. So read again, please, Ma, from verse 16. I pray yeah. that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. If you have a Bible, underline this because you will need this for the journey is long. And if the journey is long, you need to know where you can go and draw strength from. Strength will come from power through his spirit in your inner being. It didn't speak about your outside being. That's why when I spoke about lifestyle, I'm not speaking about what car you drive, what you look like, how you even speak. He first wants to deal with the innermost being. He wants to deal with the inner parts, the unseen parts, because whatever's happening on the unseen will begin to manifest in, its, in the scene. Now, again, I don't want to go ahead of myself. If we are desperate about searching for unidentified leaders, and that is really the call of our hearts, what will happen on the outside is that we will have the people that we consider to be nation builders. Because what's happening on the inside is manifesting on the outside. Do you understand that? So I'm asking God that he will strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So God is looking for a conducive environment to live in. And if he's looking for a conducive environment to live in, then guess what? We've got, to, we've got to increase capacity. We've got to understand that the dwelling place for God has to be love. He's only going to dwell in himself, but in you. <laughs> yeah, so he said, I pray that out of it. Go on, please, ma. And I pray yeah. that you be rooted and established in love. So that you be rooted, being anchored in this love may have 
power yes. together with all the Lord's holy Pastor people. Pastor Genevieve said this, it's a communal power. Nothing is about us. You know, these last couple of days and weeks, I've just been sitting thinking and reflecting. And you know, the Holy Spirit began to say things to me like, you don't think enough. When you go and make certain decisions, you didn't think, Pastor Nikki, because you now need to think about the togetherness. You can't think for just Pastor Nikki alone. You've got to think about the body of Christ. Your every action that you take will affect the body, will affect the move. Are you thinking? So he says that we may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Go on. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of I Christ. Love this so much. So now we know that there are dimensions to this love of God. So it cannot be adjustable. It can't be adjusted. It can only be understood. It can be understood according to the size, the width, the length, the height, and the depth. The more I know him, the more I know love. Because like I said, God is love. So what does he want us to do in this particular lifestyle that he's given to us? To understand the depths of his love. To understand the dimensions of his love. So that we can exhibit him in his totality. That is my prayer for us all over these next coming days. You know, there was a particular word that PT gave to us some weeks ago. And he asked us to write two things down. And I pray you haven't forgotten them because I had to go back. I even asked Princess Natalie to help me go and find the word that PT began to ask us to write these two things down. He said, write two things down that you care about. And the two things that I had written in my notes was young people and prosperity. And if you look, it's still the same lifestyle that I'm speaking to you about. Looking for the nation builders. Looking for the capital that will build nations. It's about people and resources. These are the things that I care about. These are the things that you should care about. And this is where I want to begin to speak to you tonight on. I want to speak about care. Because if you understand love, you would also understand care. When God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, he asked him to do something in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, which is what we're going to read right now. You've all been given a work, Elite Prosperity, Freedom Church. We've been given a work. Now God is asking us to do something with this work. Please read, Mark. Genesis 2, 15. Yes. AMPC. Good. And the Lord God took the man. I wish you'd just read from NIV first, and then you can go to Amplified Classic. I love your enthusiasm. NIV. Yeah. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Did you hear this very well, though? It said the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden. It goes back to the fact that my life is no longer my own. I've been taken and placed in a community. I've been placed in the Freedom Church. So what does God say to, what does the Lord God tell this man to do? He said, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. To work it. To and work it. And take care of it. I love this so much. This goes back to our responsibility. God has taken all of us. Those of us in the Freedom Church, in the Elite Prosperity and the Nation Family as a whole. He has taken us and put us into a place. I said to you on Sunday, 
There are two things that you need to thrive. You need the word and you need an environment. When you've been given those two things, what God is asking you to do with them is to work it and take care of it. And if you can work and take care, then I'm telling you, it would not be hard for you to find people and find resources because you understand the weight of the responsibility given to you. I'm beginning to understand the weight of the responsibility given to me as Pastor Nikki. That's why I can't just do certain things. There are certain protocols over my own life that are there to take care of the things that have been given to me and the things that I've been entrusted with. And if we can take this responsibility well, love will begin to abound effectively. We'll begin to see the fruits of love, the acts of love, the byproducts of love. But I want to stay with this care tonight. You want to read from the Amplified Classic? classic? Yes, ma'am. Go on. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Please, every single one of you have been taken. So when we sing songs like, my life is not my own, to you I belong. I've been told my singing has just degraded. <laughs> it's degraded. I've been told, not just don't sing. Leave the choir, Pastor Whitney, Pastor Crystal, Pastor Chris are fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just leave them to do what they've been called to do. And you stay in your calling. But there's a rebellious nature in me. So my life is not... I'm joking. <laughs> so when we sing songs like that, you do know that you've actually sent signals in the unseen. And God's saying, hey, who's that? Who's saying that? Because if that person has made that declaration towards me, then I'm going to put them to work. I'm going to put them in an environment and expect them to work that environment and to take care of it. Why does God want us to take care of it? Because he has this intention for his agenda, which is always going to be nation building, which is always, always going to be to perpetuate his work. He wants it to be done. And so he's looking for the man he can trust. And I believe Pastor Onye began to speak about the weight of trust. That is a heavy call. And this is going to take me to my next scripture. I don't plan to speak very long tonight. I just plan to get you to write those two cares down again. And begin to say, listen, if I've got a care in my heart, I'm going to be the best soldier that will carry out the responsibility of this care. I'm going to be the one that's going to take this care as like my life. I've laid my life on the altar and said, this is it. If this is it for me, then fine. Let us go to John chapter 21. Because Jesus was about to have a very important conversation with Peter here. And I, I, this scripture blew me away again today. Responsibility is good. Responsibility is fine, but it's got to be placed on the right person. So when we are declaring certain things and we're saying, Lord, my life is not my own, you've got to understand that it's going to give you something and it's going to expect you to work it. So I'm loving all the, in the initiatives that I'm seeing. I'm seeing Young Mothers events. I'm now seeing Basketball Nations. I hope you know that is a responsibility. God wants you not only to work, but to care for it. Why does he want you to care? Because his people are there. 
So when God spoke here, he said, go on please, Ma. John 21 verse 15, yes. NIV. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, I love this. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said, do you love me? The question to him was, do you love me? I'm going to get into a point of love. Okay, keep reading, Mark, so I don't go ahead of myself. Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs again. I love this so much. So he said to him, if you love me, feed my sheep. Uh, go on. Again, Jesus said. For the second time, Jesus has asked the question. Simon, son of John, yeah. do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take, take care, care of, of my sheep. sheep. Go on. The third time he said to him, yes. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yeah. Peter was hurt because Jesus... And hold on there. The Bible says Peter was hurt. Passion, love and care will actually leave you hurt and broken. It's going to leave you hurt and broken because you care. People will let you down. People will stain you. People can even tarnish your image and make you look a certain way. That is the sacrifice of love. That is the yoke or the burden. My God. The burden that comes with love. And if it's a burden, it will turn into a wondrous something. What do we call it in the song? A wonder, wondrous wonder. It will turn into a wondrous wonder. Your cares will lead you to struggles. Your cares and your passions, your loves will lead you to problems. But if they lead you to problems, they also will lead you to your glory. And your glory will always outweigh your problems. I'm going ahead of myself here, but I just love this conversation between Jesus and Peter. Peter, God, what Jesus was saying to Peter, if you love me, you will take on the hurt of the nation. You will take on the burden of the people because the sheep will let you down. They will go astray, but you still need to feed them. You still need to take care of them. Even when they tell you they're coming this week and they don't come, he still says love them. So he's asking Peter to open up his capacity to love. Hey God, he said the third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, yeah. do you love me? Yeah. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know you, that I love you. Peter was so emphatic that he said, listen, guy, you know. You know where I am, what I would do for you. But just to be sure, God didn't first ask, God didn't say, Jesus, sorry, didn't say, love the sheep. He said, do you love me first? Because if you don't love me, you cannot love the sheep. If you don't understand the love of the Father, you will not be able to exhibit and lavish the same love I've put on you. Is this not the same Peter that denied Jesus how many times? Is this not the same Peter that we met at a time when Jesus had to go and sit on his boat and teach him how to go and find people? 
So Jesus had to confirm before you can, before I can leave you with my sheep, my people, nation builders, the people that I expect you to use to perpetuate what I'm trying to build, then I've got to be sure that you love me first. Because the loving of me will be the loving of people. Was that not the same laws and commandments that he left us with? Love the Lord your God. Then love your neighbors. It was first him. Because if you cannot grasp him, like I said, you will not be able to tolerate people. Again, I'm putting this word on you all because I know the weight and the kind of people that will come in now. I, I told you the other day, I've met people. No. Some of the souls that have been DMing me, some of the souls that I've been seeing on the Sunday service, I'm excited and I love it all, but I'm like, okay, Lord, I get this love. I, I, I understand. I, I, because I can't. I, I, I know I can't. But in you, I can and that's why he had to remind us that in him all things are possible but the minute you try and leave it to yourself you will drift you will even begin to deviate from the faith you will even begin you've got to make sure that you don't make love a duty you've got to make sure you don't make love something that you do as part of your religious duties because you will drift. It's got to be a lifestyle. It's got to be who you are. Love must stain you. Must, must, love must have its permanent place all over you. When we see you, we must see that you've gone through the rough because you love. Just look at some of your houses and the way people can even treat you and talk to you. Even as leadership, I see the way we deal with one another sometimes. And I'm think, thinking it can only be love that's allowing us to handle ourselves like this. Because in the world, it would have been almshouse. That's what they call it, isn't it? It would have been beef. Pastor Daniel, help me. It would have been dead bodies. I personally wouldn't stand for it. Sometimes I look at me and I'm like, is it me you're talking to? Hello? Sorry? But I'm just remembering the love of God. So I'm saying, okay, it's okay, sister. But in my heart, I'm, it, it, something else is happening. And I've had to say in my heart, because now I've got to locate that if that is still happening in my heart, has love really taken over? Because I shouldn't have seen the offense. I shouldn't have seen the stain and felt the stain. It should have just been me marked out. In fact, when people see me, they should see me as a target for slaughter. Why? Because I've so absorbed this love. I've so absorbed people that whatever they come with, whether soul or leader, whether family or friend, even whether foe or whoever, I've just been able to absorb all things. The minute I recognize that I'm feeling, then guess what? Love hasn't killed me. Love is still having to work in me. Then God says, that's fine in your time. But I can't give you all these nation builders because if I give them to you, my fear is that you won't feed them. My fear is, is that you won't allow them to grow. My fear is, is that you won't allow them to do the things that I need them to do. Every person coming in 
to the nation family now. They're more than just people we speak nice words to. They've now got to understand that they also have a responsibility to partake. Hold on to the word partake. They've got a responsibility to partake in this nation building. God has a work that he's trying to do with us all. And it's got to be transgenerational. Meaning that it starts from now, but it's got to go on. Before, even after we've gone, people have got to remember the stories and the war scars of a Pastor Genevieve. The war scars of a Pastor Daniel. His soldiership or his army ship, if that's a word. When it comes to a work like this, I'm sorry, it's irrelevant. That's what you did in the world. The real test of whether or not he's a soldier is what he does in this work. Because we read in Genesis that God took the man. This is a new man. And if he's a new man, God has taken him and placed him in the nation family, in Freedom Church, Elite Prosperity, to work and care for it. Now his soldier status is relevant. Now we can look at him and say, where are the war scars? Where are the battles? Where are the battles that you've won? Where are the wars? PT said yesterday, it is a blessing when leadership put responsibilities onto you. Because what they're saying is, it's now time for you to engage in battle. That's why I've given, I will say to someone like Pastor Genevieve, your target is this. Your soul thing is this. Pastor Chris, your soul, your, your did it, Pastor Whitney, your this, this. Pastor so-and-so, your this. What I'm saying to you is go and fight. All the armory that you need is in this word. That is your sword. When David's men will go into battle, they will hold on to the swords hard enough that the thing was frozen to their hand. They will go in everywhere. If the man of God asks for us to go and do a work, he can freely ask us to do it because we've been put in the environment to go work it and to take care of it. So what we're asking for you to do is go and flag that sword everywhere. When we're saying on a Sunday we need 120, 318 and da 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 da, guess what should ring in your body? Your alarm, soldier alarm must be going crazy in you. Like, this is my call. This is my chance to engage in battle. This is my opportunity to show that I'm ready for the next ranking of soldiership. For the next ranking of leadership. For the next rank, net ranking of nation taking. Like I said to you earlier, nation taking isn't just a frivolous talk. Don't let those things move loosely in your mouth. What is it that you're doing now that will prepare you for the stage of nation? Because you are going against heavyweights. You are going against people that have done works from generations come. You think the rough child is going to stand there and take it from you? They're going to ask you, what system have you, been, have you put in place? I'm telling you now, the world doesn't care for your solution. Please, church, they don't want your solution. They're very happy with the state of the world. They're very happy with poverty. They're very happy with uh, 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 knife crime and all these things going on. They're very okay. Because actually, that's how they build their economy. That's how they get resources. That's how they do their things. But with the nation family, what we're doing is saying we're building a counter-economy, an alternative eco economy, 
alternative city that says, actually, no, I look at you, the world, the world will call you this, that, and the other. You come, let me put you to work. Let me actually give you a call. Let me tell you what you were actually mandated to do, which was to multiply, do all these great things. Now let me see you thrive. That's why you will see a PK and a P Sam and even myself begin to thrive. Why? Because somebody put us in an environment and asked us to go and work. PT said, didn't look at the issues that we were coming with and the struggles that we had come with. He just saw a person. And if he can speak life into that person, they can become anything that the nation needs them to be who would have thought that some of you would have been in the positions that you are in today if not somebody had taken you and put you to work I'm still speaking about this love and I'm speaking about this duty of care you've got to see as a duty of care when you look at all the souls coming to you when you see certain resources let me tell you something when I see your soul count and your seed giving you're telling me your passion and your love life you're telling me how much this is how much you love this is how much you have passion for and if this is it then guess what we've got to go back to Ephesians 3 and find the lengths the breadths the depths and heights of this love so that we can experience the totality of this love then when we go and look for souls we will definitely reach targets when we're going for seed we will definitely reach targets why because we've exhibited the totality of the circumferences of this love of God are you following me tonight? Are you sure you're with me tonight? Like I said, cares will lead you to struggle. And that's fine. There's got to be stains on top of you. So one of the sisters said to me that, oh, you know, we're passing over our souls to so-and-so. We want to give. I said, huh? What are you talking about? That was a responsibility given to you. God was checking to see whether or not you're ready for the next level of leadership, whether you're ready for the next level of him. Because really the next level of leadership is really the next level of knowing him. God will begin to invite you into conversations when he can trust you. And he doesn't just give trust freely. He gives you certain exercises to see whether or not you are ready for him. No wonder why nobody has really seen him. They only saw the back of him. You cannot carry the weight of that burden. It's too much. It's too much. So the burden he's giving you right now is searching out unidentified leaders. The burden that he's given to you right now for the next level of him is looking for the capital and the resources that help nation build. Because as we keep advancing in our nation building, that would mean we'll need to hear more of him. We'll need to know more of him. That is why during the cool of the day, you will go to Adam because he can begin to see that, okay, you've named the animals, right? You've got that bad, right? Let me speak more to you then. Let me give you some more of me. Let me give you a better understanding of who I am so that you can know me more. You can work with me more so that I can work on you. Duty of care. That's okay, let's fix this. You just need to fiddle with something here, isn't it? Sis, do you want to just adjust what you need to adjust? We're going to go back to that John again because it's important 
very important that you understand this. Do you want to read that again, please, Ma? Yes, Ma. Verse 15. Please, if I were you, I would go home and take this portion of scripture and really ask God to open my eyes on it. I would take this portion of scripture and say, Lord, what were you trying to tell Peter here? Because I want you to tell me also. It is to take care. You've got a duty of care now. Everybody that's coming to your midst from the Freedom Church, from all the families, you've got a duty of care. Go on, please, Mark. John 21, 15, NIV. Yeah. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Do you know that actually the, respons the responsibilities that you have, sir, should be, should, is correspondent to what you should have? Can I say that to you again? The level of responsibility that you have should be correspondent to what you have. So if I have responsibility for nation, then what I have should correlate to that responsibility. So if I have 10 souls, then what I, ha what I should have should correspond, I use that word again, should correlate to the need of what those 10 souls need at a time, so to speak. Do you understand? So if I look at you today and I'm seeing lack and I don't see any resource and I don't see people it's relative to your responsibility. It shows me that you have zero responsibility. But if I see that there are 50, 60 people around you, what will begin to happen? What you have, finance-wise, whether it's cars, all these byproduct things, are a direct response to your responsibility. So if you want more, and naturally, you, I know you, Ali, you're not greedy people. Even You're even too nice that you will casually give things away, which I'm questioning you about now, especially when it comes to soul. If you want more, get more responsibility. Get more things to care about. Have more things to be responsible for. You can imagine how much of the man of God PT would have. But look at the responsibility. Look at the burden. It's got, PT is the maddest soul winner I've ever met. You've got Felicuti's son in your house. You've got the whole of the Nigerian music industry at your beck and call. Pastor Priscilla was telling me one of the souls that had come through my page was actually from one of PT's souls, one of the industry guys. I won't mention the name for that sake. But I'm just thinking, you've got that much power? If you've got that much responsibility, then guess what? You will definitely have. And you can see, he has. You want to be on that level? Amen. <laughs> responsibility. Care. Care love for God's people tolerance for God's people I don't care how much somebody smears on you 
how much somebody bats you. Somebody could have left you, sir. And they're saying they're coming back. Your job is to absorb them. Your responsibility is to take them back in. Love them with all your heart. That doesn't mean you become silly and let them just walk into your house freely, uh, nilly-willy. No, of course you put certain boundaries, no, protocols in place. Those protocols are there to protect them and you. Those protocols are there to keep you safe and to keep them safe. But your job is to still absorb them. So I'm asking God that in as much as we're praying for strength, I'm also praying for wisdom. Wisdom to know what to do when responsibility is given to you. How to carry out certain acts of leadership, acts of love, so that you don't get into your carnal state of loving because you can love for a minute and then hate the next minute. You can love for a moment and that love can turn so sour. Have you seen people that once said they love one another when they get into hating each other? like huh are you sure you ever love this person but if it's the love of God we can't adjust it only gets understood more it will only deepen so when the Bible says things like for, for, so, for God so loved the world love gave all love gave its only Love does not know when enough is enough. Love would just say, listen, my last is what I'm giving. You've got to read that scripture so that it can knack somebody tonight. So when we say that I love this nation, it can't just be talks. That is no, it's not even fair to you because you will not see your full potential. What we, how we will know you, the demonstration of your love, Pastor Genevieve, is and when we call for C, you're saying, I'm laying my life, I'm selling my wedding ring. It's how we know what you love. God, can, can you read this, please, Mark? John 3, verse 16, yeah. NIV. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You need to hear this because he said, for God so loved the world. Do you know what the world was? The world rejected him, yet he still loved him. The world at this point was Babylon. The world was at its fallen and degraded state. The world was so much first Adam that we don't even know that second Adam can exist. <laughs> it said, for God so loved this fallen world that he gave his one and only. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him can you see how I know it was a fallen world? He said so that they will not perish. If the world was in a good state, why would they perish? He said that, so, so uh, read from verse 16 again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, perish but have eternal life. So who is God looking for? He's looking for caregivers. He's looking for caregivers. I think caregivers should be the best paid, best paid people in the world. Because they look, have you seen janitors in school? They take care of a building. They make sure that that building is at its best. When people come in, they actually see the, 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 the workings of the caregiver. That place is at its highest standard. I think they should be the best paid people in the world because they care about the state of an environment and for you you care so much about the state of what God is trying to do in this nation 
God should give you the best. You should have the best resources. You should have the best school in a, a Nakatech or a power-based institute or a, uh, you should have the best in Sense by CM. There should be the best in, in, in the pharmacy that Pastor Genevieve will build. She will build. Not just because I like her and because I love her, which I do, but it's cool. God needs a pharmacy in his nation building. So what did he do throughout this time? He had to ask her the question that he asked Peter, do you love me? And if you love me, feed my sheep. So what does she do in the house of faith? She's got to feed the sheep. What does she do when we call for freedom church? She's got to take care of the sheep. What does she do when the sheep spit back? What should she do when the sheep go away? Because what happens sometimes when you quickly take your eye off for a moment from the sheep, they can go astray. You've got to go back and find and leave the 99 for the one. If you have to. God is checking our love life, our care life. He's looking for the caregivers, the people that have concern enough about what he's trying to do in our generation. He is interested in economical revolution. And that economical revolution must come from the church. You do realize that when God was building his ecclesia, when he was calling out his people, he was actually building government. The ecclesia will go and speak in arenas on behalf of all people. That was his economy. That was his government, sorry. Those were the people that people would go to for aid. So when we have the M culture, what I'm actually looking at is economists. People that understand finances. People that understand where to plug resources. People that understand how to channel more resources in for the sake of nation building. Have you written your cares down? Because whatever you care about will hurt you. Whatever you care about will break you. But it will only break you to build you. Whatever you care about will cause you to get into problems. But if they get you into problems, they will get you into glory. Your glory will outweigh the problems. Can you maintain? Can you sit still for the next 10 years? Knowing that the word is only working in you, waiting for an appointed time. Imagine if Jehel, and I said this to you this afternoon, was out of position and out of time. Imagine if Jehel looked at Deborah and said, I want to be like Deborah. Then her duty of care, of just being a wife, would not have had the power to take down the enemies at a time. She would have been feeling like she needed to be the woman in the front, the woman in power. Jael's position at home, kicking care, working, was the most powerful position to be in. The Bible should have recorded, the Bible recorded her more if you look well, because it recorded an exploit. It recorded what she did. She took down an enemy because of how she stayed in position. Because she understood that her own power was in her care for her home. Imagine that just you being a wife. It looks too small to the world sometimes. But actually that is a power, position of power. Some people will be thinking, I want to be like a Pastor Nikki. Preaching and doing powerful this, that and the other. Guess what? This is not my power place. Yes, 
it is powerful. But my power place is my quiet times with the Lord. When I'm asking him to deal with me, all the areas that haven't been broken, I'm asking him to fix and build so that when I do speak, it will have power for somebody to take and go away and do with. I'm going through my own dealings and my own dealings are only making me more of a lover. And if it's making me more of a lover, then guess what? I can insulate people more. I can insulate finances more. I can insulate and absorb people to the height of them becoming what they need to become. If a Pastor Chris needs to be the best social changer with a Pastor Faith and Pastor Oyen, it's a result of the word that they are hearing. It's a result of love that comes from a Pastor Nikki that transcends to them, that will make that department very strong they will be able to raise many people from it. They will. God is checking your love life tonight. God is checking for the caregivers tonight. You read the scripture very well. I can see you want to read it in Amplified Classic. Is that what you want to do? Go on. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. Yeah. Did you hear that? He valued this world. You see, whatever you put, you, you prize on, you've got value for. If you look at souls now, sorry, if you look at nation builders, they are a commodity. If you can please, Pastor Genevieve, you see that your pharmacy, your building, you've got the blueprint. You will lead, but you will need people. You will need people. Every work, in as much as we're all leaders, we've all got to be led. When people come in, they need to be led. Now, thank God that, I just thank God for how PT has allowed us, even with our flaws. Sometimes I'm even thinking, why am I here again? How did I get here, Pastor Daniel? I'm not even as eloquent. You know, as you hear Pastor Daniel give words, sometimes you can even ask God, am I even born again? Am I, do you know my name? As in, do you know me? Because the eloquence and the level of word is very powerful, and it is. I draw from that well, just so you know. He knows, Pastor Daniel, I will always mess you with four words. Speak to me. What are the heavens saying? <laughs> but I ask myself, how? hard to tolerate something like this even when he spoke about how people can sometimes irritate but you will never know that for me maybe just I just said ah, well that is a lover Because the love is so deep, you will understand as much as this person's an irritant, and I know that's not the way he put it, but the person can irritate at times. They're still a weapon of war. And I can put them to use. Imagine, you guys know in your houses how much people can irritate you. People can do things that just annoy you. I can see people looking at each other like... Only you knew, Pastor Nikki, dealing with this one. <laughs> if we treated people in the way we feel towards them in our carnal state, this kingdom will never advance, Pastor Jennifer. 
this kingdom would never be built because you will not be able to absorb people's flaws and ores. You understand that when Jesus came, he didn't deal with the nicest of people. He was with the sinners. He was with the worst of the worst. But yet he put them to work. He found prize. He found value in these people. I keep going back to the day I came into the nation. Guys, I was broken. I, was, I came from hospital, just so you know. Hospital. Suicide watch. But again, in Genesis, when God speaks about putting people into an environment, he puts us there to work. He doesn't care about your flaws. He doesn't care about your issues. You will develop and grow. It will be an affront for leadership to put a mark on you. I don't like when I see, when I see separation. Let me say it like that. This is our clique. That's our clique. And that's that's not the love of God. I don't care who you are or what you are. We just don't do that. Again, we don't do that because that's not what I see in the example in front of me. I've never, I just see PT absorb everyone. From time you get people like Akeem saying, you know, I spoke to PT and it was just amazing. That is absorption. Imagine he was in... With the, with the level of importance that he has in London City, it's almost like, let's just, you know, I'm going to be here with the people, among the people. Is that not what Jesus did? Care. It's a duty of care that comes from love. God is this love. This is what, which is what will enable him to do such a thing. Which is what should enable how what should enable you when you're when you are finding nation builders. It's not about how good or bad the person is, how they look or how they don't look. This is our type. This is what are you saying? And elite, I know you. You are probably the most absorbent people I've met. You do absorb, because sometimes even me. <laughs> That's what Chris says, like a sponge. <laughs> I see some people sometimes thinking, where did you get this from? Where did you get this? I'm just thinking, oh, this is, you said absorb. Like, oh, sorry, Lord. I'm still learning. <laughs> Finish this scripture, please, so I can close. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world yes. that he even gave up his only begotten, unique do you son. Know what the other thing love will do? Love will stabilize your convictions. Let me explain what that means to you. Because you love, you will just be here. If love needs you to be here, you'll be your it will convict you to be here. It will convict you to find souls. It will convict you without having been told. I shouldn't have to tell you it's end of the month time. Because of love, it stabilizes your convictions. You will know what to do, when to do, how to do. When I clocked that this afternoon, I said, okay, Lord, thank you so much. Nobody needs to tell me to go and get souls. Nobody needs to tell me to go and find seed. 
that will be an issue because it will, also, it will begin to tell me my level of love the level of passion I have towards this work. That's why I said to you, don't make love a religious duty. If you're doing that, just don't do it at all. Because you will drift. You will not be able to keep up. And when the time comes and we are calling for those that are lovers, then we'll be like, it's not you. Because when we ask you to lead your house or to lead this department or lead that department, we told you to absorb everybody and take care of this purpose. Where are the people? Where are the sheep? Are they fed? Are they taken care of? And if the answer is no, then guess what? I'm not sure whether you really loved. Or whether it's you're just putting up a show. And we do that a lot in church. Image. No, for someone like me, we're up late at night messaging souls, asking, are you coming? Are you, are you, did you? I know my own soul count. I register souls. Do I not with you, Pastor Priscilla? I register my own souls because it is my duty. It's my duty of care. Then what's the next level for me? God now says, go and feed them. Go take care of them. Go, go minister to them. So love will stabilize your convictions. Go on, keep reading. He even gave up his only begotten unique son. Yes. So that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish. Yeah. Come to destruction, <clears throat> be lost. I love lost. the fact that it says, <clears throat> those so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, and relies on. And again, I have to emphasize that because you cannot rely on yourself. It won't work and it won't last. That's why we need to know this love of God that surpasses all. I love that scripture. It says the love of God that surpasses all understanding. So actually, maybe love isn't supposed to be understood. It's just supposed to be lived in. It's just supposed to be fully expressed. Because sometimes I don't understand how PT can love me. How he can love the nation as he loves the nation. I've just got to work in it. And make sure it's being perpetuated. So, like I said, in my quiet time over the, the, the week that I've had, I also had to tell myself... <laughs> You've got to make sure you're careful. You've got to be careful of, I'm trying to not say it the way I, I saw it. You've got to be careful to always make sure you put the nation in a good light. In the right light. In the light that it's supposed to be in. Nikkiism should have died. So that you can enter into this love life. This love life is really a divine romance, you know. And I don't know how to use the words. It's a divine romance because when you can fully enjoy it, 
I'm telling you, in as much as you will have the hurt days, you can still never say you are lacking. You will always have. You're here. You're speaking. You look good and you, all things are, are okay for you. My final point to you this afternoon, have I read all my scriptures? My final point to you this afternoon that, and, and this evening rather, and PT began to speak to us about it yesterday is love is war. And if love is war, then guess what? The expectation is that we're going to go out and fight. No soldier should be left, number one, unarmed. What does left unarmed mean? You don't have the word in your artillery. You must not be left unarmed. Even if you don't have resources, there was a time when people, when Jesus sent his disciples out and he said, don't carry anything with you. All you need to go with is go to the word and whoever accepts you and allows you in, stay there. That's exactly what you need to play. So what is my charge to you again tonight, Elite Prosperity Freedom Church, and those of you who may be watching for the first time, and you may be thinking, but I'm new, how do I care? Are you not supposed to care for me for now? The minute that you accepted the call, you're part of the family. And if this is what the family does, then you've got to engage also. And so if this Sunday we're saying we're bringing 120 souls, 300 souls, then we're all participating. We're all partaking. What makes the nation prosper and the nation grow is our participation. But we participate because we loved to a level of all we can but do is to participate. All we can but do is do what we are called to do as a result of love. I'm sure there's another scripture somewhere for me. If you haven't already, I want you to write down those two cares. And if you're a nation person like myself, then those two things would always be the care of people and resources. Now, what do you do with those cares? You become the best at providing and finding and looking after those and looking after the cares so that God can keep elevating us we're still on a very long journey family so it's not time to sleep or get tired this is the time to sharpen your weapons this is the time to make sure that your equipment making sure that the word is forever relevant and there and you don't get used to or outgrow certain seasons I told you that most things that you are calling seasons are not seasons they are lifestyles you've got to get used to them constantly so that God can entrust us with the next level of leadership the next level of responsibility the next level of nation taking so get ready for sinners 
if I'm allowed to say that, we're say, ah, are you calling me a sinner? Yeah. <laughs> we all are or were at a point. But that doesn't even interest God so much. He just checks, can you nation build? Don't forget, he loved this world so much. He didn't care so much about the sin of it, even though he does. He was more interested in the fact that he had a job that he wanted to come and do, which was rebuild the broken walls, so to speak. Rebuild the systems. And like I said to you, I don't think that this world is looking for us as solution providers. Because if they were, they will come to us. We're ready, we're here. But listen, when we start building certain systems, and let me tell you, there's no new system that you're going to build. It's already been done before. And even if you're going to build a system, you're still going to use systems that somebody else has built to build your system. But in that, that's even more powerful. Because what we're saying is we're using what the world has created, but we're now using it to reclaim what God wants to do. Isn't that great? There's a scripture that begins to speak about that somewhere, but I will, I will leave it for now. You will use what the world have, have created. Oh, sorry. You, you'll find it in your Bible somewhere. But they've created, you've just taken and used for the glory of God. Advancing this nation is what we're going to do. So God has taken you to Farah. God has taken you, Pastor Faith, Pastor Domicella. He's now put you in an environment. He's asking you to work it and take care of it. So if I were you, I would go back to that Genesis. And as much as God has called us to dominate and be fruitful and multiply, he's also said that, listen, you've also got a duty of care. Go to your scripture and underline it if you have to. He's put me here. He's put me in living stone to work and care. He's put me in the house of faith, the state house, the house of light, the house of family, the house of grace to work it and to care for it what do you want to read care definition go on we care a concerned or troubled thank you so very much my dear a concern when you're concerned and again I have to use my brothers as the example when I see a pastor Sam's level of concern Apostle Onyi's level of concern. The resources will match up to the level of concern that they have. So yes, they can say they've dropped a million. It's because of concern. It is care. But before they've got to that place, they've had to, they've had to have asked God to give them some spiritual power and for God to work on some unseen areas in their lives. The same thing I'm doing and we should all be doing. All of us as leaders. Lord, deal with the state and the condition of my heart. Make it conducive for souls to live in. Make it conducive for money to come to. That's the deep prayer, you know. Make my heart conducive to absorb finances. Concern. Go on. A concerned or troubled state of mind. <laughs> A concern or troubled state of mind. Mind is unseen. 
people have to work on your mind, your soul, and your heart. Unseen areas. They would just be troubling you. They would just be buffeting you. You know when you're concerned, you get like, you're very antsy, you're irritable. Because you're concerned and you care about something. Even down to things in the house. For some of you as leaders, you can get irritated. No, it's not you're irritated, you're just concerned and you care. And you're wondering, why doesn't everybody else have the same level of care or concern that I have? If you can build your concern and care life, I'm telling you resources will locate you. Because it will take resources to care for the concerns. Keep reading, please, Ma. A concerned or troubled state of mind yeah. as that arising from serious responsibility. Oh, my God. You've got to read that again. Thank you so much, my dear. Go on. A concerned or troubled state of mind yes. as that arising from serious responsibility. It arises from serious responsibility. Care comes from serious responsibility. You all, nation builders, leaders, you've got serious responsibility on your hand from this Sunday, from today even. You haven't reached your target yet. That's the responsibility. When I'm messaging some of you, I'm saying, can you care for your responsibility? The minute I have to tell you about that, I'm beginning to question your love life because your love life should naturally make you want to do without being told to do. Like I said, your love life doesn't know when enough is enough. You will go beyond, far and beyond to meet the need of a day. You will bring your one and only. You will go get your one and only. You will bring your all. That's what love does. I don't think love has eyes sometimes. It doesn't see many things. Because if it sees many things, it will start putting conditions in places. If it sees many things, it will not be able to tolerate. If it sees many things, then it will not, it will not know when it will know when enough is enough. Sorry. It will know that actually I've done too much. So it can't see certain things. It's just got to do. Read what you want to read, love. We've got, we've got big responsibility. I said, read what you want to read, love. <laughs> I'm in love with love. Go on. Galatians 6, verse 2, okay. AMPC. Okay, Mark. Bear, endure, carry one another's burdens Thank and so troublesome much. moral faults. Bear, endure, carry one another's burdens and troublesome moral faults. I remember when PT was speaking to the brothers at one point. He was speaking to the church. He said, make sure bad words about people don't come out of your mouth. That's why I'm very funny in groups sometimes. They'll say, I'm, I'm too quiet. I'm scared because I know my mouth. I know it. So I just, it's better that I just be quiet than say the wrong thing. Because I don't know what curse I will put on my head. It says, bear, endure, carry one another's burdens and troublesome moral thoughts. Go on. And in this way, fulfill and observe perfectly the law of Christ, the Messiah, and complete what is, what is lacking in your obedience to it. So carry the burdens and the faults of everyone so that you can fulfill God's law. If you can't carry the faults and the burdens of people, you can't fulfill God's law. 
Because in the end of God's law, what, we, what are we getting to? This wondrous love. I'm trying to sing that. Burdens turn to wonder things. The burdens won't be able to turn to wonders because you cannot carry the faults. So bear, endure. And this is for many of you that are in trap houses because I know that you cannot bear certain people. And I understand. And it's okay. And see certain faces. We, we know, Mom. That's fine. They are there for you. They are there to deal with your love life. It's not even about them anymore. It's so that you can turn these burdens into wonders. To carry many of you is a burden. Read what you want to read, sir. Go on. You, you mentioned um, duty of care. It's actually a legal term. It's a legal term. Thank you, sir. Duty of care. In, in law, duty of care is a legal obligation which is imposed on an individual requiring adherence to a standard of responsible care while performing a duty. So in a sense, someone might be going about their life, living whatever, however way they're living. It's our duty of care to win souls. So it says here, if you don't perform it to remove someone from foreseeable harm, you'll be held responsible. That is very deep. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. You've got a duty of care. No wonder why he told us to take care of the sheep because they're in harm's way. If you start reading more about into that scripture, you will see how the wolves will come. So actually, you've got a legal responsibility to have this duty of care. So like I said, go back and write down those two areas of care in your life and you must concentrate on it you must look at it day in and day out and don't let this love no it just can't extinguish if it extinguished it wasn't really the love that was that has come from the unseen it is a love that you've built up based on what you've seen around you it's got to be this love that has no bounds So as I begin to close tonight, and you will have written down those two cares, what do we do next with the words that we're hearing? The free souls that we've been asked to go locate. In fact, if you go listen back to that lifestyle service some weeks back, PT actually spoke about in June, we're going to raise certain givers, a hundred givers that will give a certain amount. That is a duty of care. If we don't do that, guess what? The nation may be in harm's way. If we don't locate these unidentified leaders, guess what? Harm may be in their way. The nation may not get to build the way it needs to build. So thank you for allowing me to speak very freely to you tonight and very at ease. There wasn't much jumping tonight. Why? Because I think I've got an understanding. 
of how this love ought to work in our life. God fully wants to permeate us and we're going to end how we started with Ephesians 14. I pray I've done this word justice for you tonight and you've understood some things and you've taken some things away and you'll begin to work on them because again, it is your duty and responsibility. And if it's your responsibility, you better be the best at it. Are you hearing me? I almost want to say you better be the worst at it. Positively. Don't leave up your responsibility for somebody else. Don't let them carry your glory away. Because you can't see that in this people, in your giving, that God is only trying to weigh you into another level of glory. Let's read this and close, please, Mark. Ephesians 3, 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, yes. so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray faith for him to dwell in our hearts. So when we ask God for this spiritual power, it is through faith. Because again, we can say, Lord, give me spiritual power. But again, it will, start, it will, begin to, it will, it will become a religious chant. Give me spiritual power. No, it takes faith. He then says that I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. You, you've got to, you see, he wants us to know this love that surpasses all knowledge. And then he wants us to be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So this is why I say God wants to fully absorb us so that we can absorb him. In the absorption of ourselves, we can know the fullness of God. If we know the fullness of God, we will know what to carry out next. We will know what to do next when it comes to souls and nation building. Like I said, everything that's been given to you right now is only preparing you to stand on nation's tables. So if you've been given pharmacy, if you've been given media, if you've been given finance, become the best at it. Become the strongest at it so that you can sit on tables with nation people. That you can sit in areas of influence and power because you've got the ultimate power. Don't forget this world was conceived by him. This world was for him and is made by him. So if it's made by him and for him, he's looking for the men and women that will take his power and bring it to the tables of power. And if you've been put on these tables of power, then guess what? We are only advancing the areas of, in our life and government that God can build his nations in. Finish reading this, Mark. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Yes, now to him who is able to do more than all we can even ask for. So even our prayer is not enough. He can do more than that. So our prayer has limits. It has limits because our imagination hasn't reached his imagination. But if we can fully develop in his love, then we can attain the level of imagination that he has. Go on. 
Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Do you see why soul winning is, is important? Because it has to go throughout generations, forever and ever. That is when we end this prayer. Because we know that we know that this work will perpetuate itself for generations to come. So the prayer tonight is, Lord, strengthen my innermost being. Give me the capacity to retain. Give me the, the capacity to keep, but also to release. Give me the capacity to love on the level that you know how to love. The Bible asks us again, when he spoke to Peter, do you love me? Why will he ask these questions? That if you love me the way that I love you, you'll be able to love people. You'll be able to love resources for the sake of building. Let us begin to worship tonight as we begin to understand that God wants us strengthened so that we can continue the work that he's given to us.